0: Welcome to Brit David Podcast as Pastor Tim brings us a new series from Luke chapter 11. Today we'll be looking at verse 2 entitled The Person of Prayer. Prayer is the most powerful weapon you have in your arsenal and like any weapon we need to learn to wield it with precision and with power. But we learn it by doing it. Today we begin a phrase by phrase study of the model prayer as found in the Gospel of Luke and today We begin the person of prayer. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: So Tonight I want to invite you to turn with me to Luke chapter number 11. We are beginning a new series of messages tonight on prayer. As we've been working our way through uh, the gospel of Luke when we came to to chapter number 11, I mentioned to you that uh, we kind of took some time and just briefly went through uh, the Lord's prayer or the model prayer as I think uh, it is appropriately called. And then we skipped the next couple of sections before we, before we moved on and said that we would tackle all of that, uh, the first 13 verses of Luke chapter 11, in a series of messages simply on prayer itself. And I think it's really good that we're able to move those away from the morning and into the evening worship. And, and really for this reason, not because, not because the people in the morning don't need to know how to pray. That's not, that's not it. I think it's going to allow us to do some things on Sunday night that we can't really do necessarily on Sunday morning. And so you'll see, you'll see a few changes um, even tonight as, uh, as, before we get through. So if you're there, Luke chapter number 11... I want to talk to you today about the person of prayer, and you may be surprised at who that is. In verse number one, the Bible says, and it came to pass as Jesus was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, and then he's going to continue on, but let me stop there for just a moment. Just a couple of things to remind you about. Number one, Jesus was not teaching on prayer when this occurred. It's not a time for him to go through a series of messages with his disciples on prayer. He simply was praying. And you're going to note that as we go through this passage, how often Jesus pulls himself away that he himself might pray. And so you get this glimpse of the disciples who were eavesdropping. They're just listening in. They're close enough so that they can see and they're close enough that they can hear what's going on in this particular prayer. Now, maybe some of them are just saying, you know what, I, we, want a, we, we want an official prayer like John's disciples have, but I think that there's got to be more to it than that because they're respectful enough not only to listen and eavesdrop in on Jesus' praying. That doesn't really make sense, does it? They're respectful enough to eavesdrop. But anyway, they're they're listening and not interrupting. That part's respectful. And, And it says, when he ceased, that finally one of the disciples come over and say, teach us to pray. It's important for them to know that they are getting the kind of prayer that Jesus himself is praying. And we're in Luke chapter number 11, which means that there's only about three months left before Jesus goes to, or about, sorry, about six months left before Jesus goes to the cross. They've been now with Jesus for two and a half years. This is not something that has suddenly come up and and somebody looks to their uh, disciple neighbor and says, hey, do you ever notice that Jesus always pulls himself off and starts praying, you know? Of course, they noticed. It became the highlight of Jesus' ministry itself. And the way that Jesus prayed showed an intimacy with the Father that they absolutely lacked. When we talk about the person of prayer, not really talking about us. In a way, I mean, this is this is getting teetered on some dangerous ground. But I'm not really even talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the Father. He is for us, and He is even for Jesus. The person of prayer. That's where that's where this model prayer begins. It's where Jesus always begins. It is the uh, it is the evidence of the approach that you have to prayer. Prayer is not just, now I lay me down to sleep. It's not the recitation of a formula. It genuinely is a conversation that you have with the person of prayer. The person of prayer is the Father. And that's what we see when Jesus says, when you pray, then this is what you say. Our Father in Heaven. That's as far as we're going to make it tonight. Our Father in Heaven. As Jesus prays, and there's so many times that He does and so many of those that are recorded for us, I would challenge you sometimes simply to go through the Gospels and discover when Jesus prays and how He goes about it. What you're going to discover is what we discover here tonight in going through this passage that prayer, number one, is based on a relationship with God. Prayer is based on a relationship with God. When he tells his disciples to pray, he says, you start off by saying, our Father. You address him and address him as your Abba Father. The one who has born you into his family, the one who has adopted you into his family. He is your father and you are his child. That's how we approach prayer and that's how we approach the, the person of prayer through the relationship that we have with him. Now I refer to this, sometimes people refer to this prayer as the Lord's Prayer. And I like to call it the model prayer. I think he's giving them a model for it. If there is a prayer found in the gospel somewhere that should be called the Lord's Prayer, then I would say that that's probably John chapter 17. If the whole thing is a prayer, and it's incredible to hear what is on Jesus' mind as he prays, I think right there at the garden, you know how he starts his prayer? Father, Father, the time has come. And for a whole chapter, he simply talks to his Father. When, uh, when Jesus is on the cross, there are those prayers that are offered up to God when he's on the cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? father into your hands i commit my spirit. Matthew chapter number 11, Jesus prays and he says, "Father, I thank you." In in John 11, in a similar fashion, this is when he's raising Lazarus and he says, "Father, I thank you that you hear my prayers." He continually bases his own prayer life on the relationship that he has with the Father. And it is unique. And it is intimate. If there is any one thing that you should strive for in your prayer life, not just in those individual prayer times, but in your prayer life as a whole, is to have intimacy with God. Prayer is not about laying out a list. Prayer is not about buttering Him up. Prayer is not going through a mechanical routine. Prayer is talking to the Father. And as you get to know Him, you get to know His ways, you get to know His purposes. You're really just trying to get to know Him. You want to develop an intimate walk with Him that is based on His relationship with you. So you'll never be able to get away from the cross as you pray. The cross is fundamental in your relationship with God. It's how you have a relationship with God. Without the cross, God could simply be an impersonal force that has acted on the world. And nobody would be any of the wiser. Without the cross, he becomes a far-off God that I could never, ever please or have a relationship with. Here's something that you really should understand and be very thankful for your life as a Christian. There's so many varieties of world religions Scattered all over the planet, very, very few of them, I would say it boils down to one, is based on an intimate, familial relationship with God. For some, He is, he is a God who sits in the heavens and sits on His throne with a lightning bolt, who's ready to strike anybody. Who offends him or wrongs him or steps out of line in any way? I know some believers that begin to think about God in those terms. But as you spend time in prayer with Him, developing an intimate relationship with Him, you're going to come to understand very quickly that that's not who He is. Is He a God of justice? Absolutely. But more so, He is a God of mercy and a God of grace and a God of love, and a God of loving kindness. That's all a part of the relationship that you have with Him. And it does go back to the cross, doesn't it? I I am a sinner. A stinking, rotten, dirty sinner. And when the Bible says that my sins have separated me from God so that even my prayers he will not hear, I can understand that and, and assume that he is completely and utterly justified in not listening to me. And yet he listens to me. In the same way that Jesus continues to say, Father, I thank you that you hear my prayers We can say that over and over and over and over again. The Scriptures continually remind us that He listens to our prayers, that He hears our prayers, that He acts based on those prayers. And it all goes back to the cross. What Jesus did for me there... Establishes a relationship with God that's based on faith. Prayer is simply the outworking of that, isn't it? It is the outworking of my faith relationship with God. Do I believe that He hears my prayers? If I don't, then I'm not going to pray. Do I really believe that He answers those prayers? If I don't, then I'm not going to pray. Do I really believe that He loves me despite what I do? If I didn't, I wouldn't pray. You know, there is quite a difference between offending God and offending another person. When I offend another person by my actions, by my words, by my attitude, sometimes just by my presence alone, I don't, I don't want to go back to them. You know? I mean, sometimes you have to, right? <laughs> Boy, it gets hard. I don't want to go back to them because you know good and well that they remember everything that happened beforehand. And yet, because my relationship with God is based on forgiveness, when I offend Him, I know that I go to Him in safety as I pray. He's not going to remember those things to my account, He's not going to kick me out of the relationship that we already have. Prayer is based solely on my relationship with God and it is to be an intimate pursuit. And So when we pray, we pray to the person of prayer by saying our Father and recognizing what that relationship really is all about.
0: Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his message from Luke chapter 11, verse 2. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at Britdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.